it, it's the weather first and foremost that your courses are open um, year round. And then you've got four fabulous golf courses in this 20 mile radius. It's why Lake Charles in Southwest Louisiana is so well positioned to meet all the needs of a group of eight or 16. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard and excited to bring you more authentic stories and experiences from right here in Southwest Louisiana, you know, with the goal of giving you all the tools that you need to build your own personal Lake Charles itinerary. Thanks for listening to episode number 29, and we have a terrific show for you. We'll talk with Pam Shaheen. Think of her as the golf tourism expert. She spent some time right here in Louisiana's playground. So now it only made sense for her to join us on Louisiana's playground to talk about the great public golf that we have in this area. It's a fun conversation and one you don't want to miss. But as we always do, let's begin our show with a taste of Southwest Louisiana, a segment we call On V Eats. This week, On V Eats hits the road again, and I'm calling on a special guest to pinch it in a pinch, Miss Catherine Shea Duncan. Hello, hello. She loves eating almost as much as I do. <laughs> and maybe. Maybe. And... Of course, when I say, hey, would you like to co-host? This is the easiest segment to get someone to co-host on. Uh, Sure, I would. So we went out to the max at the National in Westlake. Tell us about it. It has an incredible view. So it's on the National Golf Course um, out in Westlake, and it has an incredible view of the golf course. Uh, it's a brand new establishment. It opened just in 2021, and it's owned by the city of Westlake. And so it's really interesting that that it is city-owned. So it's a city property, and so because of that, they try to keep the prices a little bit more on a reasonable scale because they are trying to serve the masses, being that it is uh, owned by the city of Westlake. And a cool note about it, though, Catherine, is that it was named after the late football coach Max Calderera. Now, before I got this job here with Visit Lake Charles, I used to be at the TV station and worked in the sports department. So, you know, I had boots on the ground at all the local high schools around here. And by the time I had gotten there, uh, Max Calderera had been retired for about four years at that point. And yet, Westlake, that's all they talked about. I mean, he was there for nearly four decades. So he was really a staple of the community. And there's such a cool honor to see the restaurant named after him. He took the Rams, the Westlake Rams, to the state championship one year. They play every year at the Caesars Superdome where the Saints play, and so it's a, a cool honor there. He's part of the Louisiana High School Hall of Fame, and so it makes sense why they would have wanted to kind of name it after him. And so it's, that's just a cool little piece about the restaurant and kind of where they got the idea for the name from the Max. Now, Catherine Shea mentioned the beautiful view from the, the patio, screened in to keep out from the mosquitoes, and I guess the random fly ball that I guess could kind of hit from there from the course. <laughs> Not that it's aimed that way or anything. Um, but as far as what's on your plate, one thing that I think they're pretty well known for is their portion sizes, right? So many times you go to a restaurant, sometimes you're like, oh no, I, I could kind of eat a little bit more. You're going to leave full here. Yeah. And while sitting out on that patio, you can enjoy incredible Cajun and Creole flavors. I mean, they have a variety of offerings like your classic dishes like gumbo and etouffee, but they have some really cool things like the fried crab cakes and fried alligator and 
the boudin egg rolls mm-hmm. or something that you don't see often, but when you do, it's kind of a must order if you're able to, those adult milkshakes, right? I mean, it 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 feels unfair that you can kind of infuse Baileys and those types of things into already a delicious milkshake, but they do it there for you. Yeah, they have three different kinds of Louisiana mudslide, Kahlua coffee and cream, and a Mad Max. So, you know, if you're feeling it, you can get all try all three. Boy, that's going to be... <laughs> don't go golfing afterwards. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to do anything. You'd be, just be stumbling out of the door. Luckily, there's an elevator, so you wouldn't have to take the stairs if that was the case. As far as the food and what we were able to get, Catherine Shea, that sandwich looked incredible. Oh, my you goodness. Got. It was... So I ordered the crawfish grilled cheese. It has Louisiana crawfish and sautéed in incredible spices. I mean, that grilled cheese was so flavorful just seasoned so well and then it was served on sourdough bread with smoked gouda cheese and it was it was mixed in with the crawfish so it just wasn't like a you know cheese on top it was just all moved and blended well together so you were able to have that nice cheese pull and it was warm and delicious and served with some spiral fries yeah that's really good those big thick almost potato wedged like Mm -hmm. fries seasoned very well and you know it's what do they call that now? The adult grilled cheeses? Is that kind of what it is? So, oh, yeah. So you don't feel like a child for the fact that you ordered a grilled cheese. But can we stop the stigma of being too old for a grilled cheese? You know why people still want grilled cheeses? Because they're delicious. They are delicious. Right? And that thing was loaded with crawfish. It looked, I mean, it looked really good. It was so good. Sauce bon. I meanwhile went with the blackened redfish. I I love blackened fish and uh, their redfish, a huge piece of fish there with uh, plenty of lemon butter and crab meat that they kind of top it with. And if you've never had blackened food, you know, ultimately what it is, it's a heavy seasoning that's then pan seared, but it's pan seared at a really hot temperature. So it creates a crust on the, you know, whether it be chicken, typically you'll see blackened chicken or a blackened uh, piece of seafood like fish. And so it creates a beautiful kind of almost crunchy crust on it from what the seasonings do. And they do kind of look burnt, but that's the whole, the aspect of it. It doesn't taste burnt and it's usually very heavily seasoned. And it's probably one of my favorite ways to have any type of meat like that. So if you ever see something black and you weren't sure, definitely kind of dive in. Uh, Love it so much. Uh, It also came with two sides. I went with mashed potatoes. They were awesome homemade mashed potatoes. The pills still left in. It had that salty, buttery flavor that you look for. Uh, Are you a pills in or pills off? I like it in because it just gives it a little bit more flavor. I I don't have a preference. I like them both, right? So like if I get to choose, I kind of like the chunky mashed potatoes with the pill still in it. Yeah, because it's typically more flavor, more it's it's given more And it holds the gravy better too if you Mm -hmm. have any gravy on it. Uh, So, so good. They also have some mixing vegetables, uh, you know, the standard broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, uh, and it was seasoned with salt and pepper as well. So, so very good there. Ultimately, as you can tell, we really enjoyed our meal and the cherry on top, even though there wasn't a cherry actually on top, it was pecans, <laughs> the bread Ba-dum-ts. pudding. You know, if there's bread pudding on the menu, what do we tell you? If there's bread pudding on the menu, we're going to order it. Uh, and that tradition continued with an amazing, amazing Southern bread pudding. Oh my goodness, y'all. There were just so, okay. I'm personally not a huge fan of pecans. Um, and not a big fan of pecans on my bread pudding, but they had a hefty serving of pecans on top of the bread pudding and this delicious caramel sauce that was all warm. 
and it just was it was phenomenal. Yeah, picture this: the warm bread pudding, and then they have a warm bourbon caramel pecan sauce topped with a bunch of pecans on mm-hmm. top, and then they serve it. Of course, you got to with some ice cold ice cream, some whipped cream on the side to add a little creaminess to it. I'm telling you, uh, if I create, if I ever make a bread pudding trail, that's going to be one of the stops for mm-hmm. sure. Very, very good. A generous uh, serving. Just yeah. it came out. You can warm. share enough that you'll feel like a pig if you eat it all, but you probably could, but plenty enough to share between at least two people, if not probably three or four. Oh, absolutely. So a very generous portion on the dessert too. Very delicious. Uh and like I said, kind of goes up there on my bread pudding rankings. Yeah, and sure. it's homemade, so Exactly, made from scratch. Uh, and as far as the location, we mentioned it's on the National Golf Course. So if you are playing around and enjoying some time, uh, I would definitely say it's on the second story there of where you kind of get the golf carts, the fleet of golf carts that are underneath. So it's very easily located. It's it's part of the golf course there. So it's a great place to, to stop and get lunch or dinner after you play uh, if you're out there or even just making a trip out there for the views alone. Yeah, absolutely. And they also have um, the main dining area and a really great bar with great views from inside yep. as well. Um, and plenty watch. of TV. So it's great mm-hmm. to watch if you're in town and, and wanting to watch a, a game or something too. They've got mm-hmm. a lot of great spots. It's just off the main strip in Westlake. It's called Sampson Street. As soon as you get off the interstate, you kind of go on Sampson Street. Everything is pretty much located off that main street, including the Max. It's just a couple of blocks off of that. So very conveniently located. Give or take about 10 minutes off the interstate. So it's a pretty quick stop. Go in and, and come back out and go about your way if you're not staying in that area. Yeah, but I mean, I we definitely encourage you to make a whole day out of it. Go play some golf. Have either a great lunch or dinner afterwards. I mean, it's it's a perfect way to spend your day. Yep. So try all those options and many other ones that are on the menu, especially the bread pudding. <laughs> if you try the bread pudding, send us a, a picture. I love, yes, please I love getting pictures from people from Eating on Be Eats. And uh, so take a bite and tell us what you think. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Pam Shaheen, the co-owner of Crossroads Marketing, an agency that specializes in golf tourism. Shaheen hails from Georgia, and they're based out of Atlanta now, but she spends plenty of time on the road playing golf, hosting golf media tours to riders and journalists to help promote courses across the country, which is why she's stopping by the show now after doing the same right here in Lake Charles. Welcome to the show, Pam. Thank you, Brady. Happy to be here. Well, as you know, Pam, Southwest Louisiana is known for our big city amenities and small town charm, which really makes these vast array of experiences that one can add to their itinerary. We're talking from types of food to the outdoor adventures, national, regional entertainment acts that the lake area draws really makes us special and unique. So before we get started with our conversation, we do like to ask each of our guests how they kind of dip their toes in Louisiana's playground, so to speak. How do you play here? Are you ready? I am. All right. Crawfish or gumbo? Crawfish all day long. And and while you're from Georgia, you've you've spent plenty of time in Louisiana, so you know it pretty pretty well through and through. Why crawfish? Um, you know, mostly it's because you create an event around crawfish, right? You hang right, out, you yeah. hang out, and you're just you just talking and yakking and drinking beer and peeling, sucking heads, and you know. Pinching tails. It's like the best thing we do here, right? Right, absolutely. All right, next one. Poolside or beachside? Poolside. Okay. I can't stand the sand. Yeah, I feel you on that one. And I actually, you know, I played 18 holes today. I've actually got sand in my shirt right now from being in the sand bunker. Just don't think about it. Right. Yeah, just block it out. (laughs) Block out the noise. All right, final one. 
concert or comedy show? Concert. Why is that? Um, I just love music. I mean, I like comedy, certainly. You know, comedy's great, but yeah, I just, I love music. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that, that's hard to beat. If you're a real music lover, as much as comedy is such a part of all of our lives in terms of just how we communicate with each other, the experiences, the feelings of a concert is tough to beat for most people. Right, right. So my, my very first concert was Elvis. Oh, wow. Yeah. How was that? Was, well, I was 11 years old. <laughs> I don't, you know. But it was Elvis. But it was Elvis, so I can say that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my first one wasn't near as cool as Elvis. Not that it wasn't good, but it wasn't Elvis, right? right. <laughs> so, All right, now that we kind of got to see how you like to play here in Louisiana's playground, let's talk about how people can play golf in Louisiana's playground. I like how I did that there. That was good. But let's talk about your background before we get into the game of golf. So we kind of lay the groundwork to let people know that you're someone that really knows what you're talking about because you've spent a lot of time on courses around the, the uh, country. So when we say golf tourism, what falls under that umbrella? So we are a very niche marketing company, um, and we publish state golf guides. We've done the Louisiana Guide a couple couple times. Um, and then we also represent golf destinations at consumer golf shows um, to promote them. Uh, and we do we do that for Lake Charles in uh, southwest Louisiana, and we've been doing that for about 10 years. Um, and then we just handle a lot of marketing programs for, um, for go- golf destinations, or we teach destinations how to be um, a golf-specific destination. Um, but mostly uh, these trips that I do, why, why I'm here in town this week, is hosting um, the, the journalists and the travel writers um, to promote Lake Charles as a golf destination. And so we spend time playing and um, dining and doing all the, the things that a, um, a golf traveler might do when they come to, to Lake Charles. So, How many courses do you play a year, do you think? So, yeah, yeah I was thinking of that question because um, – I only play when I host these trips. Okay. So I host seven a year times five. So what is that? 35. 35, about 35 different courses. Yeah. And and that's just per year. And so you've been doing this for a number of years. Yes. So you've played a number of courses. Yes. That's awesome. That that really has to be a bucket list of an opportunity for, for golf enthusiasts. Yeah, it, it is. You know, when you tell people, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm out here but I'm working, you know, this is work. <laughs> oh, so, so tough. Pe- pe- people want to kick you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what kind of, to lead you into this, you know, uh, your passion with golf and if not just golf, the experience that golf brings. So um, growing up in a small town in Georgia, um, my dad joined the the new country club and he said, Pam, do you want to play tennis or golf? And my big sister chose tennis, so I chose golf. So I started playing at a young age um, and um, enjoyed it and was very competitive. And actually, there weren't a lot of girls at the time, so I was competing against boys. And I would consistently beat the head pro's son in a nine-hole tournament, so I was proud of that. Um, so <laughs> Not that I'm bragging or anything. No, no, no. That's no. awesome. It just came to me. i got to share that. <laughs> Um, but you know, I was in marketing and advertising, um, in new Orleans, actually. Um, I was the director of marketing for new Orleans, original daiquiris and fat Tuesday. So I had done that. I had, uh, done some marketing for Pelican Homestead, which is probably not even a name, you know, it's uh, been gone so long, but, um, so 
just kind of came across some folks who needed some additional help um, when I had a little marketing company um, uh, related to the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Alabama. So that's kind of where it all started was um, promoting them. I may not know that company, but um, I do know the daiquiri company, and they do make a really good eggnog daiquiri around Christmas time. Absolutely. That's one of my favorites. Yes. So. Tasting Fridays was always fun. Uh, oh, <laughs> Once again, you seem to, to somehow fall into some really tough jobs. I know. I'm not going to lie to you. Now, before we get into the courses themselves, what do you feel like makes Lake Charles as a destination, as an area, really unique and really stand out from a when you're not on the greens standpoint? Well, the vast majority of golf travelers are coming from the Midwest, Canada. Um, certainly here, Texas is, is a foregone conclusion for Lake Charles specifically. But when you're talking about, you know, the groups of 8 and 16 who, you know, get in a van and drive to their destination south, they can't play in the winter, right? Their courses are closed. So what's great about Lake Charles, not only is you've got good air access, but the vast majority of people do drive. Um, so it's the weather, right? You play year-round here. Um, we certainly don't we don't encourage them to come in the summer because they could not handle the heat, but it, it's the weather first and foremost that your courses are open um, year-round. And then you've got four fabulous golf courses in this, you know, 20 mile radius, um, stay at a, one of the casino properties or stay, you know, even for maybe for a little less, stay at one of the, um, off property brands, uh, hotels, uh, and play the two luxurious casino courses, the two municipal courses, of course, as well. So you've got four great courses, um, the food, um, and you have to realize that a golf traveler, Back in the day, they would go to the same destination over and over again. You know, we're, we'll, we'll be someplace like in Milwaukee, and they're like, oh, yeah, we go to Biloxi every year. Like, the younger generation is going to experience, wants to experience every kind of destination that they can. And so you're getting folks who want to just come and do things beyond golf as well. That's that whole whole new the experiential part of it is is import, as important as the courses. Um, so those are those are a few things, and then the non golfing stuff like fishing, of course, and boating, and and you know, food, and food. Yes, always the food. You know, it, it, it's such an identity. We we talk about it often on this podcast about how food is so interwoven into our people and our soul, and the way we communicate and the way we talk. Everything comes back to food that I don't see, even when I travel to other destinations, even when they have really good food. Right. It doesn't feel like it means the same. You know, it, there's not many insults hurt, that hurt more in Louisiana than, ah, the food wasn't very good. Right. That, we take that personally. That hurts. Yeah. And we've eaten twice now at clubhouse restaurants that are just stupendous restaurants, <laughs> right? That, that you just don't think about a golf right. pro shop having a a great restaurant. And, um, so yeah. Um, and you had mentioned the travel and I think it's, it's worth noting that when people fly in, you talk about during the winter, we're a one stop from either Dallas or Houston. So wherever you're at, you're going to pretty much have a direct flight to either of those. And then we're a direct flight from there. So we're just a one, one layover from anywhere in the country. Pretty Absolutely. Much. Yeah. And then direct from Atlanta to Lafayette, which is a quick drive over. And so, you know, there's a lot of ways to get here. And now we, you, we've talked about what makes us as a city, as an area really unique. 
Let's look at some of the courses. We'd mentioned four, and obviously there are more courses uh, around the area, but the four that are really destination draws, um, let's go one by one if we can to really talk about each one. Uh, and we'll start with the newest. Sure. The one that, that recently uh, built Mallard Golf Club. They, were, they moved. They were at another location pre-hurricanes and the damage and everything that kind of happened there said, you know what, let's start anew. Let's make something special. And I think they've done that with the new course that they have, the Scottish Link style, no trees in sight. Right. Yeah. It's uh, We played that on Monday morning, and it, yeah, it's in great shape, first of all, considering the hard uh, summer we just we just had. Um, it is in really, really good shape. And that course, um, yeah, when you get out there, you're, you're less intimidated just standing there looking at it like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a challenge um, between, right, between the whole links and then the wind coming across. Uh, and if you're playing coming up 18 on that course and uh, the wind is coming at you, you are not going to score well. And that was something that really surprised me when I was there. I had never played at a Scottish Lynx course and for it to be as wildly open because you see and you're like, man, this is open. But because of that, that the wind plays as big of a factor as any course I've ever played. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you just have to take that into consideration with your club selection and, and everything. And then the fairways, they play fast. Yep. Yep. And the greens. What do you think is maybe the most challenging, unique aspect of it? Is it that the, the, the Scottish Lynx style, the no trees, wind aspect? It is, but I'll tell you, um, Jeffrey Bloom is the architect, and uh, he didn't move a lot of dirt, but the dirt that he did move was um, around the greens. They're really well-protected greens, and that is really, that, that creates an amazing challenge, right? You, you, if, you're not, if you don't hit the green, you're going to, you know, chip maybe twice. <laughs> yeah, and, and for me, you know, I live anywhere but the green. I live right. everywhere else, right. so right. I right. live in the yellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yellow. Um, and it, it's worth noting all four of these courses, obviously all 18, 18 whole courses as well. So. Right, yep. Uh, from there, let's talk about the National. It's in Westlake, built in 2009. I think something unique about this course, uh, from what I kind of know, um, it's going to be tough on amateurs. Just overall, 14 lakes, 65 bunkers. There's a lot of area for you to say, oh, God, not again. Yeah, there's not a lot of bailout areas. No. You're exactly right. Uh, yeah, that course, and it's so, I played it probably the first year it opened, and it has grown into itself so well. Um, it, you can tell it's lots more mature than, say, uh, even the country club, you know, because it's so much um, newer. Um, but definitely Mallard, but it is, um, you know, it's tree-lined and it's, um, but it's fair though, Brady. It, I would, I would say of the four courses, not, I'm not going to call it easy, but um, it is the fairest, if you will. And I think Mallard, as it grows into itself too, will soften up a little bit too. Um, but yeah, it's a real fair test. And the National too has some really picturesque uh, scenes there that one of those that you kind of got to stop at some point and say, all right, I got to, I got to take a picture of this. Right. And you know, you drive in and you see the homes first and you think, oh, there's going to be homes. Right. And it really, there aren't homes right on the course, right? They don't really come into play. Um, so that's, that's always a nice feature when, I mean, you know, a development around a golf course is sort of a necessary evil, right? So it's rare that you don't have homes, but they don't come into play at all, um, which creates the other, the scenic part of it as well. Um, yeah. 
So it's a great course. And I know their practice facilities is something that a, a lot of people really rave about with what they have. And I mean, you're going to have that when you have a 12,000 square foot putting green there to really practice on before you get out there. So practice wise, you're going to have a lot of opportunities there as well. Right. And they've got a, a staff there that are amazing instructors. You know, from a, from a travel standpoint, people don't always take that in consideration. Um, but there, I'll get questions about, hey, where can I go where my wife can learn, uh, you know, or I can bring my kids and they can learn? And that is such a great facility for that. Uh, you know, come into town and, and you know, do, do some classes, do some lessons um, if, they, if they're doing some classes in the summer for kids and stuff. So, And, you know, they've got that great program for, for residents. You know, I'm, I'm like, if you're an avid golfer, you need to move to Westlake, Louisiana. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's worth mentioning, if you are a Westlake resident and maybe not quite aware of the perks that fall beneath it, I believe uh, women and kids play free. All the time. And then there are multiple opportunities for even men to play free during the week. That's correct. And not only that, there's golf lesson incentives and bonuses that you can get there. And some of those opportunities are free. So if golf is something that you're interested in becoming a hobby, if you're maybe not an enthusiast yet, or you are and didn't realize, if you're a Westlake resident, those opportunities are abundant. Right. Let's look at now the two casino properties. So it's really interesting the way that we have it set up. We have two immaculate courses next to each other right. on the casino properties, the Golden Nugget and the LaBerge Casino. They they do a nice job cross-promoting each other with their courses as well. So uh, it, it's awesome what they have there. There are multiple kind of stay-and-play packages that they have, and uh, it's really interesting and probably going to be your first or second stop that you kind of make when you want to come in anyway. Let's start with the country club at Golden Nugget. It has been Golf Week's number one Louisiana public course the last two years, in 22 and 23. They just do such a good job maintaining and crafting the landscape. It, it's hard to really nitpick the course because it's so unique looking as well as you see the interstate, uh, the 210 bridge there in right. the background, right. the marsh landscaping, so many water features on the course. Yeah, people fishing right right, literally right next to the fairway. In, uh, is it Prien Lake right there? Is right. That, that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, um, yeah fishing um it's just it's yeah it's t totally scenic and unique um yeah that course is uh it was the favorite you know i've got six travel riders in town uh and they're from denver and atlanta and milwaukee detroit um and uh so they're that was their favorite course they played uh, all week and you know obviously it's the second newest course and it was it was casino money that built it so it's gonna have its it's you know, you know it's uh, leg up, if you will, because of that. Uh, the conditioning is is unbelievable. Again, even after this hard, hard um, summer, um, the conditions were great out there today. I had a, I had a few pars. Mostly, I was on the bogey train mostly today, but <laughs> that's okay. I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, that course is challenging. Uh, I, again, fair, um, particularly. Um, the, there's some shorter par fours out there. Uh, par fives are, are really beasts though. Um, but yeah, it's a great course. To kind of show you the quality of that course, we've had college tournaments hosted there. McNeese has hosted some major college universities and had that tournament there. We've had things like the PGA Corn Ferry Tour has been hosted there. So that shows you the level of excellence that they have to have to attract those types of companies and, and, and tournaments to play there. And, you know, I, the course plays just as fun as what the landscaping 
kind of lets you too. Absolutely. But we talk about wind because it is right there on the lake. You're getting some wind too. You are getting some wind. It's not quite as quote unquote windswept, if you will, because you, there are more trees out there than um, than Mallard Golf Club. So um, it's not quite. But what? Yeah, right. Especially those holes that are right along the water. They really can, uh, the wind can really affect your game. And, you know, Brady, I would wager that um, I don't see them losing their number one ranking anytime soon. Wow. I mean, you've got some great golf courses in, in, in Louisiana, but they are just, that course is really special. It really feels like they're coming into their own as well in terms of learning as they get every year, they learn, all right, let's do this a little different. Let's do this a little different. And it's just further progressing how well they kind of run the course. And they have a great restaurant right attached to it as well in the right. chart house. Right. Exactly. Again, this is, you know, pro shops having an amazing uh, club, you know, clubhouses. Uh, publicly accessible, you know, obviously country clubs have their own thing, but yeah. Biggest challenge of the course, do you think? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I would say, I would again say the wind. That's the thing that's going to stump people more than anything. You know, it's it's the one factor you can't, you can't do much about. Yeah, right? it, and, and I've seen that from uh, collegiate and pros alike uh, from my time covering uh, golf tournaments uh, as a, uh, as a sports reporter. I've kind of I've noticed that from when they were playing as well. It's it can get tough out there if it's a windy day for sure. I would I would also contend that the the scenery is a distraction too. So you know that, could... <laughs> that that's a good point because it really it's one of those two. We talked about those that where you want to stop and take pictures right. and where it's located. Uh, it's it's Prian Lake goes up into it goes kind of under the 210 bridge there right there off the off on the side and then it becomes the Calcasieu river, river yeah. and so it's just kind of that in between and it just is spectacular views right. and so yeah right. you'll kind of get distracted a little bit yep. or yep. or uh, it's a lot of green and a lot of blue yep. um and it it really stands out for sure and then the final course I wanted to talk about with you Contraband Bayou Golf Club at Lauberge du Lac uh it was golf week's number 5 course back-to-back years that it's been top five as well uh, yes. and like i said they're separated by feet yep by a parking lot and they actually share a driving range to have both of those opportunities before we get into the course itself that has to be pretty unique across the country very much so um and and when you think about casino properties in the south or vegas or any place else very few of them are right there too you walk out to the clubhouse um, from both of those casino properties. Um, you know, the land, land doesn't exist like that in most casino destinations, right? So that, more than just having two side-by-side side that are like that, just each individual one being able to walk out your, your room and you're at the clubhouse, um, that's very unique. They're known a lot for their fairways, really, you know, I, I've heard people describe it almost carpet-like. They are, yes, um, and you know, the main thing you say about that course is Tom Fazio, right? It is a Fazio course. Um, and for f- people that know uh, and have played Fazio courses, I'll say this, though, because Fazio courses are bears. I'd almost call it Fazio light. And it's because it's a it's a resort course and you don't want resort guests to be beat up. Um, but it's still Tom Fazio, um, and so that course has some tricky dog legs and some uh, some no bailout areas again. Um, but it's it's a really really uh, great layout um, 
that they had in, in the, they did you know if you recall it opened right before Rita and so it had some some damage and they were able they actually flipped the nines way back then um, because they realized no we need to start the, the, the uh, so they were Rita kind of did them a little bit of favor uh, in letting them kind of reassess their original plan. So it's it's and they've hosted their number of big time tournaments as well, uh, just as as the Golden Nugget has. And so both of them are designed, as you had kind of mentioned, by award winning architects. Mm -hmm. They both play so unique. Right. From each other, especially to where you go back to back days and you're going to have completely different experiences. Well, yeah, you you can't even imagine that they're on, they're on almost the same piece of property because they are that different. And of course, contraband buy is older, so the trees are are, are um, a little bit bigger, and the, so there's you've got that more parkland feel, um, not necessarily parkland play, but parkland feel. Mm-hmm. You know, um, with with the trees and the, the um, beautiful. Yeah, you're right. And, and you don't have near the water and, and that marsh atmosphere. And so that's what I love about those two courses being so close. Both of them are obviously highly rated, beautiful, you know, beautifully kept. And the fact that they're next door to each other. Right. Yeah. If you're in the water at Contraband Bayou, you just almost need to give up the game. <laughs> you're going to be in the water. I didn't want to be attacked like that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the water doesn't come into play as much. Well, sometimes on, Brady, you, you, it, you sli- you know, slicing it like a, like a piece of pie is just mm-hmm. kind of what happens. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I just need to play more. That's, maybe that's what it is. Don't you know, give it up. Just keep playing. more. That's what we were talking about earlier. You've got to play that. You've got to play to get better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's my, that's the, the, the best thing is the, the four hours of just bliss to be out on the course and be out with nature, but it's the time-consuming part. Um, what's always been kind of your tips about carving out time to be able to play, even if maybe you don't have the time or, don't, or you don't feel like you have the time? Well, I mean, let's talk the two different markets we're talking, the local market, of course. You know, I, I'm a big proponent um, of nine holes. Get out there and play, you know, an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Um, and then spend maybe a little bit of time at the range, you know, if you, if you need to, uh, if you saw some things while you're out playing, um, too many people, I would say men more than women are so focused on having to play 18 holes. And we just don't have that time, especially if you've got young kids, right? Guilty. Um, that's your priority should be your children. Um, right. But, and when they get old, old enough, you want to be able to bring them out there, but they're not going to be able to play 18 anytime soon. Right. So they could play nine. Um, so it's, that's, that's my biggest recommendation, I think. Now from the travel market standpoint though, you know, you're right, it's bliss and it's a luxury to them. They're going to play three and four days in a row, right? Absolutely. And so they've got these, you know, four premier courses and you're right. You know, there are other courses in the area, you know, Fresh Park is a, is a solid municipal course and, um, but you know, people can't get on the country club. So that doesn't, that doesn't help from a, from a, um, destination standpoint, but right. it's a beautiful course as well. Um, but yeah, they're, they're out there in you know, four and five hours of bliss on, on those, uh, those four golf courses. And not to try to even further push an agenda or make it feel that way, but I like that, you know, we have these four courses you build a super weekend around it, and you can play all four days. You play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or you make it a super weekend the other way. You play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right? And all of a sudden, you, you, you've taken a quick little weekend trip, and you've made it into one heck of a true golfing experience. Right. Uh, and there are a lot of people who play, who play 36 a day, though. 
not necessarily the same you course, could, especially the two side exactly, by side. Exactly. Yeah, you can fit. You you have a morning and an afternoon tea time, and you can fit. You could fit them into a Friday and Saturday, or a Saturday right. and a Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that's a that's a great point. You fly in on Friday, early morning flight. Get your bags put away. You have an afternoon tea time. Yep. You play two on Saturday. You play one on the early tea time, and you fly back home on su- on Sunday. And you could even be at work on Monday if if you're you could if you're you, that bold. You could, but you know, there's so much else to do here, Brady. For sure, I, I, agree. I, I would I would never tell someone uh, to do that only because you do need a morning of fishing. You need an afternoon to go along the Boudin Trail, which Agreed. I've been bragging about, right? The Creole Nature Trail. I mean, there's just there's and and again, the, the new golf traveler, the See, these guys' fathers and grandfathers went on golf trips, right, that are coming in from the Midwest. And, and so they've, they, they, they're going to continue that tradition, but they're going to do other things rather than just golf. And, again, that's why Lake Charles in southwest Louisiana is so well positioned to meet all the needs of a group of 8 or 16 um, folks. And when you're coming like that as well, we also offer some great charter fishing services which you talk about fishing and, and who better to learn from than people that make a living telling people, hey, these, these are great places to fish. We actually have a previous podcast episode that's really worth listening with one of uh, one of our local charter fishermen. So the experience is, like you said, abundant here, uh, and we appreciate the kind words that, that you kind of say uh, about that because, you know, it is something that we love here. We're called Louisiana's Playground for a reason, not just the podcast. That's the Lake Charles's moniker. Right. Because of the opportunities to play right. and to eat and to just relax and enjoy. You know, it's kind of like island time here, I like to say, but we call it kind of like Charles time. We've, we've got that feel here, and it really makes us special, I feel, I feel like. Absolutely. And talking about relaxing, let's not forget, you know, you need an afternoon at the spa as well. Both, both <laughs> casino properties have, have amazing spa facilities. Not even and, getting paid for this. No. Uh, so... Yeah, that, the spa is the Agreed. kicker right there after after playing 36 on, in a day. You know, that, that massage takes all the stress away from uh, from the 100 that you disappointingly shot in the morning, right? That's exactly right. 99. Right. 99. 99. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time, Beth. Oh, thank you. Thanks again for Pam for joining us here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to spend some time with us on the podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, please leave us a rating or review wherever you get your podcast. You know, it helps us grow our audience and helps further share the unique experiences that Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana has to offer. So please go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast. You can find more episodes, places to eat, and events happening all while you're staying here in the area. I'm Brady Raynard, and thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Set to you.